Welcome to Hitched on the Astral, the place where dating and astrology meet. I'm Lucy Porter, and astrology is my love language. I'm here to help you ramp up your love life through translating the secrets buried in your birth chart. Season 2 of Hitched on the Astral, the hotline. This season, I'll be speaking to 10 callers over 10 weeks and exploring the 10 main astrological planets to see how they affect your love, sex, and dating life. Whether my callers are single or in a relationship, they all share one thing in common they have an itch which they want scratching, and they believe that their birth chart can help them unlock the relational secrets that they are so craving. And this is where I come in handy, as their astrological agony aunt, their sexual fairy godmother, whatever. Now I always say no birth time, no booty, because babe, trust me when I say, you've got to know your own birth chart inside out first before you start spying on your crushes. Truly, it starts with you. And just like that, I think my phone is ringing. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Is that Lucy? It is my darling. And who is this? Oh, no, you can't cut out. What did I cut out? <laughs> Sorry, do we need to start again? We'll start again. I'll just get him to cut yeah. this bit. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I'm very good, my love. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good to hear your voice. So, who on earth are you? Why are you calling up my hotline in the middle of the night? So, I'm Mish. And basically, I am dating a few people and I'm starting to get to a stage where I'm thinking, you know, thinking about their birth charts, thinking about how that relates to my birth chart. And yeah, I was wondering if you've got some advice for me. I've got um, very heavily Aquarius, uh, like my Aquarius is very heavily sort of... um, aspected in my birth chart and does that mean anything probably does right (laughs) I'm sure all sorts okay so let me get your birthday is the 3rd of February is that correct you're born at 7 a.m right okay so let me just get your chart up wow okay yes (laughs) you're very Aquarius my (laughs) darling so you have your Mm. Sun, your Mars, your South Node, and your Ascendant all in Aquarius. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So you have what we like to call a Uranus chart. So your chart is dominated by the planet of Uranus. And Uranus is a transpersonal planet. So it moves very slowly. And mm-hmm. we generally find when people have a birth chart like yours that their love life or even their work life or their life in general can be Mm. quite unusual and eccentric and creative and spontaneous and relationships and people and opportunities can find you very quickly and also leave very quickly that you kind of have a wild card chart. Do you connect with that? Yeah, I do. And 
Aquarius is also the uh, Uranus is also the ruler of Aquarius, right? It is. So you're just insanely, yeah. insanely Uranian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That kind so, of makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's interesting with you because you're looking for like tailored dating advice for your chart. Yeah. And I can see with you that you have this strong Aquarius nature in your chart, which will mean that you will suit partners that are funny and eccentric and slightly different and um, make you laugh and are non-traditional and basically Mm. people you're looking to have a good time with over anything else, essentially. Mm. But that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Mm. But it's almost like your relationships have to give you a strong sense of your own independent and your own like sovereignty, you know, because you have Aquarius Mm. ruling your first house. Your connection and understanding of yourself in this life is one of the most important things. So it's actually almost more important in your earlier years up until this point in your life than developing Mm -hmm. relationships. It's like your understanding of yourself is such an important framework for you Um, Mm. and understanding yourself as an individual. Okay. Mm. You've also got your moon in Capricorn and your Venus in Capricorn, which is super different to Aquarius. How do you feel like that plays in your life? How those two parts marry each other? Well, do you know what? I can kind of, the Capricorn, the Capricorn moon and the Capricorn Venus, I think, I think it creates a bit of a dissonance perhaps because mm. I um, have this feel, I have this kind of um, desire and attraction to rebelling and sort of not existing within a framework. Yet I have, I do have this sense of duty at the same time, mm. and this sort of seriousness that runs through, through my personality, which I find it quite easy to sink into, lean into. So then. Um, I can sort of come to after a sort of period of time and be like, gosh, I've been really serious for a long time. (laughs) It feels like I need to sort of kind of loosen up a bit. (laughs) And it seems to be the sort of like cycle that I live through where I sort of become really aware of it, self-aware. But then it's, you know, life happens or things happen. um, And then I put my head down and I just realise I've been really quite focused and kind of um sort of blinkered for a while and yeah leaning into that serious space Mm. Mm. it feels like because you have your moon and your venus in your 12th house in capricorn you know the 12th house is traditionally associated with past lives and things that we've brought in that this sense of duty is Mm. an old thing in you like maybe one of the oldest parts of your chart and it's something that it's quite difficult for you to shake off is that duty to occupation or even duty to relationship or duty to playing a certain role in friendships. And I can see that if you are looking for some kind of advice around how you date and how you love, it would actually be to learn how to place more awareness and emphasis on yourself rather than always putting yourself in the context, you know, like, 
oh, maybe I feel sad about this, or maybe I have an issue with this, but it's nothing compared to what's happening in the world or everybody feels like this. And it kind of dilutes your personal perspective. And I think Capricorns are really good at that. They're really good at saying, oh, it doesn't matter. or Oh, I'll just bury it. Or, you know, people suffer all the time. Why is my suffering any different? Um, Yeah. But you facing with and bringing those things to light and awareness with all of your like Aquarius Capricorn, you know, sometimes it's like you could get a little bit hard or you could avoid it or you could freeze it or you could shut it down or blast into space. Okay. But essentially what you're really here to do, because we'll get into your, into your North Node in a bit, is you're actually here to kind of thaw and soften and open and okay. um, commit to yourself. Yeah, commit to like your self-importance actually, rather than placing okay. your self-importance last. Right. Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess it's a sort of um, it might it might sound like I'm being really um, you know you know there's like an elevation to to that you know put myself last but actually it's probably more to do with the fact it's uncomfortable feeling my feelings <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah it's not, it's not it's not a sort of a you know I'm not sort of uh, living this life of you know being a martyr but it's just like oh no that feels really uncomfortable I'll think about someone else's suffering <laughs> oh yeah it's like you're not a guru it just, it just hurts yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's funny with your chart because it's like so Uranian that Mm. one of the real plus sides of having like a strong Uranian chart is that you have this amazing ability to shock and to do things first and to be really innovative and to create relationship structures that are kind of progressive, like open Mm. relationships or non-traditional relationships. Mm. Um, And I think that could be an interesting exploration point for you around blitzing lots of the barriers that we've placed on relationships and just seeing what feels good yeah definitely but then I am having uh, now that we're talking and then sort of really thinking about my north node Mm. in where where that's placed I am wondering is that actually so yeah I mean you've you've sort of meant you've hit the nail on the head I'm definitely into exploring the open structures and the non sort of traditional um monogamous partnerships however is that also a way of like avoiding intimacy bang (laughs) on I love I love that you bring this up because I think there's such a conversation to be had around this because some open relationships Mm. I'm sure that there is just this depth of connection with multiple people if you have very present people it can be like being in a community whereas I do Mm. think that some people they explore non-monogamous relationships to avoid the depth of monogamy yes so that's yeah. going to be a really interesting piece for you where it's like double shadow work and double vulnerability work for you mm-hmm. where you're like, hmm, can I receive not just loving, like touch loving awareness from one person, mm. but multiple people? Wow, mm. that that's really fucking being seen, you know? Yeah. 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 But then it takes two or more, doesn't it? So it's not, it, it, it's the... I guess it's hard finding that with one other person, let alone two or three others. <laughs> I mean, people seem to struggle with monogamous relationships, right? To be seen and to, you know, see. 
I, I think that people struggle with monogamous relationships because they expect their partner to make them feel safe and they yeah. expect their partner to be home to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if, and I think that you've got a strong sense of that from looking at your chart of finding that mm-hmm. sense of home in yourself, you know, Mish has her South node in the first house. So mm-hmm. according to her birth chart, she spent many, many, many lifetimes, um, with herself in potentially being solitary, but being in her own presence or being in a big community, but maybe not being in devoted, um, very reverence-based relationships. So it's something that she really knows. Um, But in this life, really, because your North Node is in Leo, in the seventh house, it's so important for you to commit yourself to friendships, romantic relationships, even business partnerships, where your identity is really, really seen and received. Right. So we're talking, we are talking the one-on-one relationships, really, partnerships. Yeah, very much so. I think that they're a vital part of your becoming in this life, actually. And even though I can see you're very Aquarius, very good at building communities, very good at like fighting single-use plastic, all of this stuff, that actually to have one-to-one kind of intimate fun, Mm -hmm. not not when I say intimate, not necessarily sexual, but just like a fun with some presence, it unlocks a part of you that I feel like is really hungry to come out. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I actually don't have anything else in my seventh house, do I? That's just my north node there. No, you have a lot in your first house in Aquarius and just your North Node in Leo. And what's interesting is that there is so much for you to move away from in order to really step into this version of who you are. And because, you know, you, you come, your soul comes with so much responsibility and humanitarianism and duty that for you to begin to walk away from some of that stuff can feel paradoxical and maybe selfish or like you don't understand the point. But because your soul is trying to become more whole and you're about Uranus energy and transforming and whatever, the most sacred thing that you can do in this life is commit to fun and actually joy and play. And that's the missing piece, you know more lighthearted stuff then <laughs> yeah yeah the more lighthearted stuff and funnily enough that brings you to whatever your version of enlightenment is actually much sooner than doing anything else even if it feels paradoxical mm, yeah I mean yeah it's not a bad life mission that to have a bit, a bit more fun <laughs> yeah you this is a nice life mission I wish that was mine it's not my life mission <laughs> but it's a nice it's one to have day. Mine's really intense, obviously. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. My life's before, I think, were just quite like, um, yeah, they were just quite, how do I even describe them? Wandery. <laughs> mm. Yeah, wandery. But yeah, I think that my advice to you would be okay. to practice, and maybe this can be your hitched on the astral homework. Okay. To practice in your one-to-one dynamics throughout the day, especially in your dating. Okay. To practice being seen. Okay. 
So this can be expressing parts of yourself that maybe you feel are more tender, or it can be like actually being really clear about your um, desire to be felt, desire to be seen and how you're wanting to meet that part of you more. And you think that a great avenue is through your relationships. So it's bringing that tenderness and then having, having fun, but also um, just scanning and feeling into your romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and feeling into if that polyamory or that open relationship sphere you're exploring is Mm -hmm. bringing depth to you or if it's actually just avoiding it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I kind of been a bit more vulnerable then. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I feel like that's been my <laughs> advice to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy. Yes, yeah, pretty. It's easy said than done, isn't it? I haven't told anyone You're to vulnerable. be vulnerable. No, no, it's easier said than done. But often, what's on the other side of just that slight um, softening is everything that we're seeing. You know, and everybody has vulnerabilities everybody has things that terrify them and Mm. yours happens to be actually around that one-to-one intimate relationship that's where yours is for some people it's their work or their family or their money situations or there's so many different things Mm. so everybody's battling with vulnerability it's just where it shows Mm. up in your life Um, and yours is about fun banging oh yeah I have to remind myself that (laughs) You lucky cow bag. It's about having fun. <laughs> to just like schedule that into my Google Cal. Have fun. That's, that's actually your second piece of homework is that yeah. I would like you once a week to commit a couple of hours to having mm. totally unbridled fun for no other reason than because it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I can handle well definitely (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear how you get on please stay in touch I will do thank you it's been great thank you so much so much love my angel yeah take care Lucy bye What a great call with Mish. Uranus is a super fun planet to explore, babe, honestly, because it's the planet of eccentricity, unconventionality, rebellion, new paradigm, innovation, bold, daring, wild, untamable, non-attached genius, basically. It is your inner inventor, your inner pioneer. The part of you that doesn't settle for what it is that exists and wants to create something different. I think about all of the creators and inventors who were way ahead of their time and who society thought were like really crazy and were punished because they could see things that people couldn't yet see, right? And they made things that eventually were timeless. So your Uranus, it says to you, I am a trailblazer. It's the part of you that's like, I'm a trailblazer. And it's so important to know your Uranus kind of placement because it is, it's part of your role in this generation. It's the part of you that is here to shake things up and be a bit different, be unconventional. It's very, very different to Saturn. You know, Saturn is 
where you're well behaved and where you make safe structured choices and Uranus is where you dare it's where you fight back it's where you challenge it's where you birth your own thing so it's where you do things differently to your parents to your family and to your society so how this shows up in in love sex and dating is creating new relationship structures perhaps polyamory, perhaps moving away from monogamy, perhaps exploring different types of relationships that haven't societally been so widely accepted and and leading with them boldly and in a really pioneering way. So Uranus is that part of you that wants to explore something just because you can, just because it feels good, just because you get the idea to and not having to stick to what it is that you've always done or what it is that is safe. What a busy day at my love desk. Thank you so much for listening, my darlings. And remember, no birth time, no booty. See ya.